This is Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and I'm inviting everyone to join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on the Kicking Lawyer fan page on Facebook for Law Talk Live, where we discuss business, politics, current events, and the law. If you miss the live version, you can watch the playback on YouTube or listen on your favorite podcast platform. It's Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer. We're live for another Law Talk. I hope everybody's had a good last couple of weeks. I bet your weekend was better than mine. Uh, I want to remind you to like, subscribe, follow us on all. uh, We're across podcast platforms, YouTube, social media, all that stuff. I'm back on Instagram. You can go over there and follow me. We deleted it and got it back up. We're also on TikTok. Uh, We have a new TikTok recently on red light tickets that went viral. I'm pleased uh, for that. If you're not following us there, please do. Uh, I do want to remind you of a new uh sort of band i guess we're supporting the na band which is noah and austin uh they have a a single that just come out called wonder girl um i have a music production company now that they're the first band we're promoting and so i'd like you guys it's free the wonder girl has been released free just go check them out they're very very talented i'm not just saying that because one's my son uh but we wanted to launch the record label with uh you know some greatly talented artists and not just random whatever and we're very we're very proud of the album that's about to come out so anyway go follow those guys don't forget michelle allen um i think michelle saw my accident saturday night we'll have to get her uh get her opinion on what uh what she thought happened anyway michelle's your go-to cry like realtor if you're buying selling renting real estate in the area she's who you need to holler at she's also just genuinely a good person also mason's high octane martial arts located in covington since 1993 you can go to masonsmartialarts.com and get yourself or friends or family on their own road to becoming a black belt. Uh, they, of course, created me, the kicking lawyer. And then the Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar is open seven days a week at 4 p.m. You can get good drinks and good food there. We also have tons of events. I'll be there doing sci-fi trivia at 6 p.m. tonight, despite my uh, brokenness. And uh, anyway, it's a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys will join us for that. And, of course, as always, Josh will be glad to help you with your uh, brand or personal brand's online presence at Mason Digital Marketing. Just holler at him at Masonite uh, Digital Marketing, Masonitemarketing.com. And joining me today uh, sort of goes along with Sci-Fi. We're talking about horror stuff. It's Mr. Bronson Culver. How are you, sir? Doing good. Thanks for having me back. Good to see you. We, We were just talking before we started about how awkward the prior Halloween special we had last year was because we had... Uh, Michael Myers and Fred, not Freddie, Jason was on here and uh, Trouble the Clown. And so Trouble obviously talked some, but none of the rest of them were talking and it was just awkward <laughs> to interview them because it's just, they're just sitting there. So anyway, why don't you tell everybody who, you've been on before, but tell everybody who you are, what you do, your, what you're into. Uh, of course, I'm into horror movies. Uh, but yeah, I, did, I travel around to Comic Cons everywhere. I sell my vendor. So horror movie-related items, T-shirts, art, VHS purses, custom minifigs. Um, and then that's that's really all I do. That's kind of yeah. – <laughs> and I watch – I usually try to get – I get home two or three hours before my wife gets home. So I clean up the house and do the dishes, whatever I got to do, so I can watch a couple 80s trashy movies before <laughs> she gets home and puts it on Yellowstone or Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm doing wrong then because Madeline comes home. I, I like Cobra Kai. She won't watch that. I like it. Uh, I like it. She watches, uh, my wife likes anything with polygamists. If it's got little people in it. Mm-hmm. Um, she likes food stuff, like when they're making food. Mm-hmm. Um, those cooking shows. 
and then any cult stuff. Like if it's cults, mm-hmm. she likes all that kind of stuff. Killing your husband. She likes a lot of the killing yeah. your husband stuff. So, Well, my wife, she likes horror movies. I mean, she mm-hmm. loves them just as much as I do. But, you know, I don't know about the 80s ones and, some, you know, some of the early 90s ones. But she is a big fan of screaming out boobs. You know, the 80s movies. Had all some, had some they, they toplessness. Had so yeah, lots of toplessness. That's, that's you know, there's a meme where it's like, you know, bad acting, bad script. Uh, and it's the guy with the sticky flex tape sticking it on there and says, fixing it with boobs, you know, basically. And they're, they're usually very sudden, too. There's usually yeah. not, like, lead up to them. They're just, boom, they're there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or for no reason. Yeah. Well, I think you and I, I think it's when you were on, because we talked about Nightmare Sisters before. But when I was a kid, you, you know, you had the thing in the 80s, early 90s, where somebody would spend the night, the friend would come over. Usually that Friday or Saturday, you would go rent a movie, get a pizza or whatever, and come back. And that was sort of the start of your spending the night time when you were kids. Mm-hmm. Of course, now the kids don't even do that because they play online and they don't visit each other. But anyway, one of the things that as a young uh, adolescent boy that we thought we were getting away with is we would go get those B and C movies, mm-hmm. those horror movies, and we didn't care about the plot or any of it. Mm-hmm. We just cared about what might be in it yes. that we were pulling over on our parents, pulling the wool over their mm-hmm. eyes because they didn't know that we were gonna, uh, you know. And then, yeah, you get to watch some nudity. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> terrible, terrible. You shouldn't do that, children. No, course, now they now they can just look it up on the phone, I guess. But it's so much easier now. Yeah, yeah. We had to work for it back then. Yeah, you brought some stuff with you. What, what you got? Oh, I was just uh, some quintessential. These are just just props for when talking about movies, uh-huh. Halloween related movies. Of course, you got to go with well, Halloween. The new one we were just commenting that you loved, right? Um, Halloween ends. No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> no, it, um, I, I didn't understand. Like it, the first two were so built up, and Josh, you probably agree with me on Lori. Yeah, hundred percent. And Michael, Lori and Michael, Lori mm-hmm. and Michael, and then it's. An hour and 15 minutes of some new kid. And then Michael's barely in the movie at all. Yeah, and he's really weak, where in the end of Halloween Kills, they made him look like he was just an unstoppable monster. And in this one, he can barely take out one kid, you know? And I just thought it was an odd way to end it. Mm -hmm. I know there's already been a petition started to reshoot the whole thing. I doubt that'll happen. But like we were saying, it'll be back. Michael will be back. Uh, You know, I think Jamie Lee Curtis signed some type of document saying she'd never do another Halloween movie. Yeah. But the, somebody will, somebody will reboot it. It's yeah. just too much money to be made. Yeah. Well, so what number was that? It's like what? Gosh. Eleven or yeah, something like that. So you got like eight, was nine, it? ten. I think it was eleven. I'm pretty sure because I've got the set that's got the original eight. You got it's Resurrection, then H two O, then these three's ten, and then the two Rob Zombies, right? Twelve. Oh, so it may, yeah. What, what do you? 12. And I assume your preference would be like the '80s original. If you had to pick like the best one. Of, uh, of the, the Halloween ha- series. Uh, one and two. The uh, beginning. Yeah. All right, so tell me what makes those early 80s horror films, in your opinion, better than like the modern versions of Halloween or even just modern horror films in general. Why, why do you like those? Well, uh, the lighting. Um, and, you know, it's like I think Eric mentioned watching something on VHS or watching movies in the 80s on the 35 millimeter. It's so much different than digital, but... Also, we were very desensitized back then. Mm-hmm. You know, like you were saying now, the kids play on their phone. Back then, I thought horror movies were real. Mm-hmm. I thought Jaws happened in Brownsville, Tennessee some kind of way. Yeah. You know, I thought mm-hmm. Return of the Living Dead happened close to there. And it, I was probably 11 before I kind of, I think I stayed for some reason. Maybe it was a double feature and I actually saw at the end of the credits that this is completely made up and fictitious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for a long time as a kid, I thought those movies, I would, there would be a house in Brownsville. I'm like, oh, that's where Freddie lives. You know, and, you know, of course, some of the teenagers would tease us and make us think, you know, especially like on Halloween, I remember the thing was the devil worshippers are looking for 
virgins on mm-hmm. on Halloween night. And so it's like it's all those urban legends like the you know, the poison candy and the razor blades, but it was just we were desensitized. We weren't exposed to it. You know, I didn't have cable till I was twelve. You know, you had to work to see those things and now they come out on streaming almost immediately. Yeah. But uh yeah, it was just it was a different world back then. You know, it's like you didn't hear the bad news immediately that was going on in the world and yeah, I think it was just that. Just just a different era. Well, some of it too, I wonder if it's nostalgia. Yeah. Cause like I'm big you know, Josh and I are big on eighties action movies. Mm-hmm. And there were a few of those that I had fond memories of, and then when I watch them back, mm, they didn't really hold up, you know. Yeah. Some of them do. Mm-hmm. Like, probably somebody asked me the other day, and I'll ask you this question. They said if I could pick one movie um, to watch, like that's the only movie I could ever watch again. Like it's literally the that one movie is the only movie I could ever see. And uh, there was a group of three of us who was talking about this, and one of the guys was like, "Well, you know, I could pick top five. And he was like, "No, no, no. If you had to pick one movie." that you would watch on repeat every day. It's the only movie you would ever get to see the rest of your life. What would it be? I said Predator. That's what I said. I said Predator, which was kind of a horror Mm sci-fi movie. Uh, But Predator would be my preference because to me it had a lot of the elements that personally I value Mm -hmm. in a movie. Uh, So if I asked you that, if you were to think of one movie, only one. Only one movie? Mm -hmm. Forever. It's the only movie you could ever watch. Uh, and I know I'm a horror guy. Don't kill me. Probably Revenge of the Nerds. Really? <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. I just I don't know why it came out when I was ten. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Friday Thirteenth Part Four. That's my favorite horror movie. That would be close. Mm-hmm. But if I had to watch something over and over, the only thing I got it'd probably be Revenge of the Nerds. Interesting. I, I you know, I, Carrie's one that it's not one of my favorite. The know, original. Love, love the original mm-hmm. Carrie. Every time it comes on, it, I just I'm just like The Shining or. Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If it's on, I'm watching it. You know. So. What about you, Josh? Probably uh, Monty Python, The Holy Grail. If there's only one I could watch for it, because every time I watch that movie, I still I find it just as funny as like the mm-hmm. first time I ever saw it. You know that movie? I'm gonna ask you this, Bronson, on horror movies because I can't think of one, but you would probably know the answer. That movie brings up a point that that a lot of people, when you watch Monty, Monty Python and The Holy Grail back, there are things in the background often that's there funny. That you sometimes missed. funnier than what's actually like you know the one part the where they're doing the bring out your dead. There's yeah. a woman beating a cat against, against the wall. Against a pole, yeah. <laughs> and then there's always stuff sort of in the background that you'll catch that makes it worth watching more than once. I like, you know? I like the are there horror movies with those Easter eggs anywhere? Oh yeah, I mean um, yeah, there's uh, especially on reboots and things like that. They'll throw little Easter eggs in there. It's something that I don't find out about till later. I'm not very good at noticing those. Mm-hmm. Like I just saw Black Adam. I don't know if you... I saw it this weekend. Right. Jo- Josh was kind enough, which I haven't told what happened to me yet, uh, but a- even after being injured, I needed rescuing. Mm-hmm. And Josh swept me away in his Camaro this weekend to see Black Adam. <laughs> so. I guess you liked the uh, mid credit scene. I did. I liked... Uh, I enjoyed the whole movie. Yeah. I thought it was... I mean, it, they did really good. So Black Adam, I don't know how familiar you are with the comic books. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously very familiar. Because uh, in Superman's world... One of his only other weaknesses besides kryptonite is magic. Mm-hmm. His powers are susceptible to magic. So uh, they because they, they played that up so that anytime he faced Captain Marvel, Shazam, uh, he's really the original Captain Marvel, he Captain Marvel had an advantage because he had magic and he, he, he was in some way stronger than Superman. Well, Black Adam was kind of a lower-tier villain, and the last few years they've really tried to build up some in strength because if you had a—he's basically an evil Captain Marvel— you have an evil Captain Marvel that's got magical powers, you know, arguably could supplant Superman. Mm. So, but I thought they did a great job with it. I enjoyed it. What'd yeah. you think? 
Oh, I loved it. Uh, I was uh, I really liked Doctor Fate. Mm-hmm. Me too. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, <laughs> and I was I thought they did justice with bringing him to the yeah, big I agree. screen. I'm glad. I think Hawkman was in Titans, but I'm glad. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but I'm glad they made Hawkman look like a badass. Like he's, well, in the TV, I don't remember Titans. I can't remember if he was in that, but he was in the uh, what was the one that had the the big team DC on the uh, WB. Uh, the Arrowverse. Yeah, uh, it was in the Arrowverse. There was the oh, yeah. Arrow, um, Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. He was in yeah, that because yeah. it had him and then the Hawk Girl was in mm-hmm. it. Um, but yeah, I thought, I mean, they did as well as they could with, I always thought that character was kind of, you know, anyway, mm-hmm. Hawkman, even in the comic books. And then there's two different backstories, I think, on them. One backstory is they're basically kind of like Green Lanterns. They're like uh, space police type thing. Yeah. And then there's another backstory where they're like from an Egyptian god or something, and they've been cursed or something like that, and he's re, he's always rejuvenated or reincarnated as somebody else. Um, I don't know. I, I that, that's again they're they're, they're kind of like I always think this is interesting. Marvel took the Guardians of the Galaxy as an example, mm-hmm. which were really like a C level superhero team, like very few people even knew who they were, mm-hmm. and did so well with the film. I mean, they rivaled the Avengers now, mm-hmm. you know, and so. I think in that movie in Black Adam, they took some CD level DC superheroes mm-hmm. and have maybe elevated people interested in them mm-hmm. um, more so than they would have been in the comic books. Yeah. So uh, I was telling Josh one of the things that frustrates me is I was watching the part where they had and not not to spoil anything, but there's a part where Hawkman's he's got like an estate and the their jet comes up mm-hmm. and I'm Very like people, to people are going to say oh they're copying X-Men but this all predates X-Men mm-hmm. like you know uh, DC's universe with a lot of those 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 uh, factors were there before the X-Men but mm-hmm. because on the can on the movie they saw it in X-Men first people are like they're copying Marvel yeah I, I saw where somebody said hey um, and before I could even comment they were like Dr. Fate sure looks a lot like Dr. Strange. Way mm-hmm. to copy DC. And I'm like, well, Dr. Fate was like 24 years or yeah. something before mm-hmm. Dr. Strange. But speaking of, we were talking about Predator earlier. Did, yeah. you, did you like Prey? I did. <laughs> I actually thought it was one of the best uh, sequels to the whole Predator in the Predator franchise. It's my second favorite. Yeah. Which first favorite? The original? The original. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah. I rewatched. Matter of fact, after I watched that, I went back and watched... Um, the two of the most recent sequels they did. Predators. Predators. And then the Predator. And the Predators Requiem or whichever oh, that's one it Alien was. Alien vs. Predator Requiem. That one. I watched Alien. And there was two of those. There was Aliens vs. Predator, I think the first one. Yeah, and there's a second one. Aliens vs. Predator Requiem is part two. Yeah. So, I mean, and Predators is good. Uh, but, yeah, no, Prey is very good. What do you think? You oh, like I love it. I think I've watched it five times. Do you consider the Predator movies sci-fi or horror movies? Um, sci-fi horror. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, I, I mean, it's Predator's a bloody movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a gory movie, and yeah, and when you go to horror conventions. There's always somebody, mm-hmm. you know, dressed as the Predator. It's definitely got elements of horror in it, mm-hmm. especially that mm-hmm. first one. Yeah, they did a great. I tell you what, it reminded me of the first Predator movie. Reminds me of the feel you got from watching the original. Um, uh, what is the Psycho? Psycho, the original. Um, what's the guy? Alfred Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. The Hitchcock movies, because you know Hitchcock was known. For not showing the monster or showing the whatever, it was the hint of it, and there was that fear element mm-hmm. there. In Predator, they really did that because in the first, you know, forty-five minutes an hour, you don't really see the Predator. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it did a good job. That was kind of common in a lot of those '80s movies where they wouldn't really show, you know, what was happening. There would be 
you know, it would be stuff happening off camera and things like that, and then it would kind of build up until the big reveal of whoever the the bad guy is. Mm-hmm. You know, they, when they did it effective, I think it was really well done. Jaws did that, the first Jaws movie, and they did it very effectively. In that. Lots of point of uh, POV shots. Yeah, yeah, you know, but everybody stole that from I think from John Carpenter, even though. Black Christmas, Bob Clark, 1974, he did a lot of that with his killer. You heard him. He was a very, <laughs> get on the phone and call the sorority girls and had that mm-hmm. creepy voice. But a lot of it was his point of view. And then uh, I had mentioned this a couple weeks ago on Facebook. Bob Clark's amazing because he did Black Christmas in 74. And then he did A Christmas Story. So he's got one of the greatest, in my opinion, probably the greatest Christmas horror movie ever. Yeah. And then, of course, I it's guess. It's a cult icon. And, and then the Christmas, Christmas story, story, 24 hours, uh, you know, every Christmas. So yeah. that's a good. And he also did Porky's, which I think is the second biggest drive-in movie of all time. I think it made 160 or $70 million, But it's second only to, I believe, Texas Chainsaw Massacre for drive-ins. Did you see, talking about Christmas horror movies, did you see the Mel Gibson Santa Claus movie? Fat Man. Fat Man that came out last year. God, I didn't even hear about it. Oh, you've got to see it. <laughs> Did you see it, Josh? No, no. Oh, it's great. Oh, I shouldn't run it and tell you. It's it's he's Santa Claus, but he's like drunken, retired Santa Claus oh, Okay. with guns. So there's a similar premise yeah. coming out this year. Violent Christmas. Night. Violent Night with, mm-hmm. uh, what's his name from Stranger Things? David Harbour. David Harbour, and he's playing Santa. And it's basically the same thing. It's like a 1980s action movie. Basically, it's John Wick meets Santa Claus is basically yeah. what it is. I think the family has a lot of money and these guys, all these you know, people break in to get the money out of their personal vault and he happens to be dropping off presents, Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And um, they go to attack him and then he just starts whooping everybody's man, you, ass. Man, you gotta watch Fat Man. All right. I can't believe you hadn't seen it. All right. It was on, I watched it, stream, I streamed it on something that it was on last year. Um, and it, I was, I, I had low expectations so maybe that helps, mm-hmm. you know. And I was pleasantly surprised by it. Okay. It was a very good movie. It's an action horror movie, mm-hmm. basically. Well, I know I'm always talking about the 80s, but you guys, Black Phone? Black what? Oh, I Black loved Phone? it. I watched it the other Black night. Black Phone. That's a newer one, yeah. right? I haven't seen that. Ethan Hawke. That's I a great movie. I, I can't remember if I yeah. told you this last time. I don't like horror movies. Mm-hmm. Just straight up horror movies. Uh, and especially certain types leave me with a bad... I just feel bad mm-hmm. afterwards. So I tend to avoid them. And i tell you... Part of where I finally stopped watching those was when The Ring came out. Uh-huh. I went to see The Ring in theaters as an adult. I think I was an adult, maybe a late teen. I don't remember the year it came out. But anyway, I went to see The Ring, and I had nightmares after that movie and decided, you know what, why am I watching these? 2002. Okay, so I was an adult. Yeah. 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 Uh, I was like, why am I watching these if they make me feel bad? So I don't... Since then, since The Ring, there's a lot of them I haven't seen. I haven't seen... Uh, there's a bunch of series I haven't seen. There's some where there... What's the the one where there's a, a witch or the house is haunted and there's a witch and they've done several of them and it's real kind of ringish. The conjuring? Yeah, Conjuring. Yeah. Haven't seen those. Insidious? I, I, I did see part of Insidious, uh, but when it got to where it had shots similar to The Ring, uh, I just... Like, the, the shot in The Ring where it has the first shot of the creepy... Mm. I, I just didn't I, I just didn't like that. Well, The Ring is like... Uh, was originally a Japanese movie. Yeah, that's what I heard. And The Grudge and was, all those. It was in, like called Ringu or yeah. something like that. And yeah. those Japanese people make some really good... They're really good at making uh, ghost stories. Mm-hmm. Really creepy. Kind of sticks when your brain ghost stories, you know? And uh, the French are really good at making violent revenge films. Mm-hmm. And... Um, 
you know, the Italian people, at least back in the 70s and 80s with uh, Fulci and um, Argento and Baba were really good at, man, making you uncomfortable with some of the gore. Like, you know, that you know this lady's going to get her eye poked out, but we're going to make it take about a minute and a half for the wood to actually go into her eye. So I was actually going to tell Josh look, he should look up the City of the Le uh, Living Dead on YouTube. It's one of the first things that will come up. It's literally a minute and a half of this girl. She sees this dead priest hanging and her eyes start bleeding and she's in the car with a boyfriend and she just starts vomiting her guts and I mean everything for about two minutes she just keeps throwing this <laughs> stuff up and it's pretty gnarly but hmm. the Italian guys are yeah it's different cultures where that, you know that reminds me have you seen uh, not to interrupt you there's one on Netflix about a girl getting her eye put out but it's a series and it starts out you're not really sure what's going on with it I uh, forget the name of it but the the it's super freaky. It matter of fact, it has one of the freakiest scenes in it that I have ever seen. It's like episode two or three. And I tell you how I started watching the series. There was a TikTok where they would have people watch this specific part of this this one episode mm -hmm. and film their reaction to it because it's technically a sex scene, but you would just have to watch it. I, I can't remember the name, but I'll, after this, I'll, I'll I'll send it to you on what it is. I, I think I know what it. you're talking about, but I can't Let me just say it has to do with cats. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> okay. And there's like, a, there's like a sorceress witch chick in it. This one girl's trying to be an actress. It's a series. Yeah. It's either Netflix or um, I think it's Netflix. But the sex thing was like a big deal. Like people were talking oh, about yeah, it. Oh, yeah. Because okay. it's I know, I know not it. like any other sex scene that I've ever seen. Yeah, I remember hearing about that, and I'll probably end up checking yeah, that, it out. That's not enough for me to. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it was uh, a anyway. Anyway, but you've yeah. seen it. You know what I'm talking about? I, I know. What, I know what you're talking about. I remember reading about that. So you haven't seen it, but though. I haven't seen it. Yet. You need to watch it. I will. It's definitely a horror series. Yeah, and it's only like five, six, seven episodes. Uh, but it was it left, like I, I saw the TikTok, and I was like, well, I got to at least see the scene. Yeah. So I turned on the episode, got to that point, and watched it, and I was like, so. It's not scary. It's I don't I can't even describe it. Like you'd have to watch it. Mm -hmm. It's just different. And I was like, well, I need to see the backstory. So I started. I watched the series. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Well, a question for you guys. Okay. Like around here in Covington, do you still have big neighborhoods that actually have hundreds of trick or treaters come through the neighborhood? Yeah, there's okay. some areas that do that. Okay, I was just wondering. It just kind of seems to be dying out. I know with the there. It depends on the neighborhood. Yeah, uh, I think it's very neighborhood. Centric. I think there's certain areas that are still big on the kids. Like when I, when I was a kid around here, we went to what's called Million Dollar Hill. Mm -hmm. It's just right over here. It's a this hill, and that's where we thought all the, the wealthy people lived. And they would give like the full size candy bars, mm -hmm. um, and we would go there. And then let's see. Then there was a there was a subdivision developed in Brighton that I remember started to pick up. And then when my children started trick or treat, we would go on Main Street over here, uh, hit Main Street. There was an area in Brighton we'd go. There's a couple of neighborhoods we would hit. Well, when I, when I was a kid, I would go to you know, my neighborhood, a mm -hmm. uh, couple of other neighborhoods, and that was back when, you know, pretty much every house gave out candy. Yeah. Um, you know, trick or treat. You don't give out candy. That's when you, you go egg. You're going to get a trick. You, yeah, you get, roll your house or you get eggs thrown at you. But um, I would go out, usually with my friends, trick or treat in two or three different neighborhoods, go home, change costumes, and just hit the other houses right back up. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are, how old are you? I'm 48. Okay, so you're, th what am I, 43? So that's five years older than me. 
Yeah, so we, uh, I don't know if you've dealt with this or if you had kids to deal with it, but we went through where I had the little kids trick-or-treating, then we just, we went through a phase, they're all grown, where we were giving out candy. And what I was shocked by is how many adults trick-or-treat, mm-hmm. around here anyway. Mm-hmm. You'll have grown, I'm talking about bringing the kids along, kids in the car, they trick-or-treat, and, uh, won't, you know, trying to get candy. And so I have mixed emotions about giving an adult candy, you know. I think that's a safety concern. You know, it was crazy back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and even the 90s. I mean, you just send your kids out, mm-hmm. no adult supervision with a bunch of, you know, a bunch of other kids and just let them roam around, you know, with masks on, going out and begging people for It's an insane holiday. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to dress up in these outfits and come to your house and, give us a treat or you know mess your stuff up which is funny uh i was telling josh about maybe talking about the history of halloween but it's kind of boring and there's too many cultures to really know how it all came together but i know in the united states back in the early 20s it was young boys and i think a lot of this was a lot i told eric this a lot of irish and scottish influence but Mm -hmm. halloween night people would just go out and really just raise hell start fires bonfires um drink uh, play all these crazy tricks, like I was telling you, putting soap on streetcar rails to make them derail, mm-hmm. throwing rocks through windows. In some parts of the country, it was called gate night mm-hmm. because the kids would open up the gate and let the livestock go. And that was, you know, people's it was a big people, deal. That yeah. was a big deal. You know, people lived like that. And it kind of got to where the adults, especially in like Chicago and Philly and I think New York, places like that, were they like, we got to do something about this. So um, they started trying to make rules and, hey, let's make it more something for them to focus on. So we'll have, you know, parades and costume contests and candy. And then I think it was like 1940, some lady in American Home Magazine actually, I think it was the first time, I'm not sure, but trick-or-treat was actually used. And she said that it had worked in her neighborhood that they made little candied apples and popcorn balls to give out to the kids. And as long as they did, nothing happened to their house. But they were taking buggies apart and reassembling them on people's roofs. Hmm. And, it, and, and that's another where the mass thing came in because a lot of adults were starting to do this and they're out there drunk and raising hell with the kids so they would wear masks so people wouldn't recognize them. Huh. But they kind of reeled it in and then it, you know Sears and another company started making masks. When that about that happened, they had these books called Bogey Books, which is Bogeyman, Boogeyman, and it gave rules for Halloween. And basically Candy tamed Halloween and got it from, I mean, like I said, they, they, it's a pretty bad night. It was, I think it was... 1933 it was called black halloween it was so much vandalism and property damage done that they said we got to do something about this so that's how they kind of reeled it in well didn't it come from two old like all hallows eve or something sort of a celtic holiday yeah it, uh sawan uh-huh. which it looks like sam hain i don't know why it's, i'm not irish i'll ask eric crimmins about that but it's it's spelled sam hain but it looks i think it's sawan uh-huh and that was where they separated uh the dark half of the year and the light half. So the light half was when they did their harvest. And the dark half was when it got cold and the nights were shorter. And uh, it was like a celebration of like, hey, you know, having a good harvest was life or death for those people. Yeah. And so that was, and that was kind of their night. They would have bonfires, and I'm sure there was some drinking. And I know it's always been a oh, pagan holiday and devil's night, but it was actually when, um, I think it was Constantine, one of the Roman emperors, who was the first to take accept Christianity. And the Christians, you know, the Roman Catholics started taking over everywhere, and they were big. They were they thought it would be easier to take over these other cultures yeah. if they let them keep their traditions. Mm-hmm. So, well, they tried it, to mix them into the Christian Christian mm-hmm. faith. Yes, uh, because I thought I heard somewhere that the whole costume thing was because all the 
the demons or whatever were out and about, evil spirits, that this was a protection because you looked like one. Mm-hmm. Like they're loose that night, mm-hmm. and since you're dressed up, you know they won't they won't mess with you. Yeah. Um, but but uh, you're right. A lot of people don't realize a lot of the holidays we celebrate nowadays that are we think Christian based were originally pagan holidays. Mm-hmm. And when the Roman Catholic Church was just marketing, mm-hmm. when they were trying to spread Christianity better, they felt it was easier than fighting the holidays to just convert it to a Christian holiday. Mm-hmm. So uh, the vast majority of the holidays we celebrate, that was the root. They started like That's that. That's where uh, the yeah. saints, a lot of the saints came from because it, for, for them, for the pagans, it was similar to the gods yeah. they, mm-hmm. they worshipped. So they're like, well, if we have all these saints, then that makes it more appealing to the pagans. Yeah, I think uh, November 1st is All Hallows Day or All Saints Day. November 2nd is All Souls Day. And then you have Halloween, which is originally, you know, All Hallows Eve, then All, all Hallows Evening, mm-hmm. then All Hallows Eve, then Hallow Evening, then it finally became Halloween. You're, you're right, Bronson. It should be a week-long holiday. I yeah. agree. <laughs> yeah. I assume it's your favorite Uh Yeah, holiday. but, you know, it's kind of all year for me because I go mm-hmm. to a lot of horror conventions yeah. and, and I watch at least one at least one horror movie a day. Dang. Um. And I, you know, I'm follow these horror groups, and I'm I'm working at Spirit just for the employee discount to get yeah. some of those collectibles because some of those things really go up in value. Yeah. But, you know, it, it originally I was took the job, but to get the discount. But actually, you know, I've actually kind of started enjoying working there. I mean, it doesn't really pay anything, but that's not why I'm working there. But I'm I'm glad it's an experience. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Spirit's a I, I make a big deal about that every year. I go the opening day and then the day after Halloween. So yeah, I've enjoyed it, but. Yeah, about the, the, the trick-or-treating thing, I was just one more point. It's like every year I set up, I'm, I decorate a little bit, I have candy, and I don't think we've had a trick-or-treater in 10 years. It's really? Kinda, yeah, it's kind of sad. Well, is your neighborhood, though, like, uh, is there a lot of houses around you where it'd be attractive to the kids? Or Yeah, but I have a really big property, and my house is kind of set back on a long driveway, mm-hmm. and it's really dark, and there's woods, so I can kind of understand why they might not. And plus... I don't think any of my neighbors really do it. They're most a lot of them are elderly. I mean, there are kids in the neighborhood, but a lot of the neighbors are an elderly. You know, the whole neighborhood is more of an elderly neighborhood. Yeah, well, that's why I say I think it's kind of neighborhood specific. Yeah. Is, is there certain areas where you go and you've got you got to find that sweet spot because if you go to a neighborhood where the parents have child, small children, they're trick or treating. Mm-hmm. They're not there to give candy. So you need the ones that are kind of in my realm where my kids are pretty much out of trick or treat phase. What am I gonna do? All right, I'm present. I'm not too old to do the candy, but you know, I'm I'm old enough to where I don't have little kids anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so there's neighborhoods that I think people, you know, uh, think that, that 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 works for. Do you go to haunted houses or anything? Sometimes mm-hmm. uh, I've been working out at uh, Jupiter Comics and Cafe as a haunt actor the last couple of years, but working at Spirit and uh, and by the time I get off from there, you know, on Saturdays I'm like I'm usually off Saturdays and Sundays. So I've got there and work Friday and Saturdays leading up to Halloween. And it's fun. Uh, I do like haunted houses. I've been to Halloween Horror Nights. Um, I think we're going to a couple this Friday. Um, a couple out in Fayette County or maybe Jones Orchard uh, near Millington. Uh, but, yeah, I like haunted houses. Um, they don't really scare me. I say that. But a couple of years ago we were in Gatlinburg, and we went through the Ripley's thing. And at the end they do a false elevator trick. So you think you're getting out of the elevator, but the other side opens. And then when, when you do get out, they had this huge animatronic come through. I mean, this thing was had to be 10 or 12 feet tall and 10 or 15 feet wide, and it comes barreling at you down the hallway. And I threw my wife to it. Uh, <laughs> just out of ch- – I was like, here, take her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I tried to trip my buddy. I was like, no, you're not getting me. But, yeah, I like them. They're fun. I like to see uh, people's reaction. Yeah. 
it's just like that's why I fell in love with horror movies originally when I was a kid. I you know I didn't really watch them until I was like ten or eleven. I'd go to the theater, didn't really watch them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I the, the, the crowd reaction is what I liked. Yeah, the screaming, the holler, and the popcorn. Well, flying, so so like it's interesting you say that because now I'll I'll use that as the the transition to my broke leg. So I do I've been Rocky Horror, which is at the Ruffin Theater, right? I did it in 2019, 2020. I did not do last year. And then we came back, me and uh, my partner, Brian, is Frankenfurter. Jeremy Armstrong is another local lawyer. He plays Dr. Scott. We returned. Uh, and then Leslie Denny, who's a wonderful British lady, plays the narrator. Uh, I think we're the only ones that returned. So we came back, and then the rest are new cast, and they're doing great. And we did this 2022 version. So they had it last weekend, and then it's this coming weekend. It's at the Ruffin Theater. Tickets are only 15 bucks. You can buy them online. You can buy them at the door. Hopefully you guys will go see them. Now, unfortunately, I won't be in it this time because Saturday night I uh, was doing what I always do. Uh, I, my role as Rocky is really just my personality kind of amplified. Mm-hmm. So I like to see the reaction of people like you're talking about. And what I'll do is uh, I'm in basically gold Speedos. That's my outfit because mm-hmm. I'm Rocky. I'm the creature he creates. And when I'm revealed, I sing the song, and then I run through the crowd. And, like, if there's guys, I always kind of get on the guys a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. And I like to see their reaction. So anyway, and then I have my own little, like I do some jump spin kicks and splits and acrobatics and different stuff like that, which I mean, I'm 43, but I've done it my whole life. So yeah. this injury has led a lot of people to use it as a, a chance to tell me I'm old and then I got to mm-hmm. slow down and all this. And honestly, after what the doctor told me, that's completely inaccurate. Part of the reason that the injury wasn't worse is because I'm so active mm-hmm. and do so much stuff. So they can kiss my broke leg. But anyway, uh, what I did was I was jumping into the splits which I'd already done once in the show, and in this particular time when I did it, my left leg stuck. The rubber sole got hung on the floor. Mm-hmm. And when I felt it, like, I was aware of what happened, but in, for whatever reason, instead of letting my weight fall center, I let my weight shift to my left, and when I did, it blew out my shin bone. Mm. I heard two pops. I thought it was my ACL and MCL, and now that I've been checked out by an orthopedic, he sent me for an MRI, and what I think it actually happened was he thinks that there's a break in the top of my shin bone. There's a splinter. But the cool part, and this is where you guys need to learn, he said that most of the people that have this injury, the shin bone shatters completely. And he said the reason that he think my shin bone didn't shatter is because my muscles, ligaments, tendons, and bones are denser than most people he's seen. And he thinks it's because I've done martial arts so long. So it's, it's proof to me of why you should do martial arts and be physically active even in your 40s because I have uh, physically and and just, you know, it it didn't injure me as bad. It's a freak accident that could happen to anybody. It wasn't because I'm old. It's just the weight went wrong and had to go somewhere. It has nothing to do with my age. Uh, And again, I think that it's more uh, a testament to the the importance of working out as you get older. Mm -hmm. Um, But but anyway, long story short, I'm injured. I'm still waiting to do the MRI. I don't have it. I had it in a leg brace. And the, do- the orthopedic guy I saw yesterday, uh, Dr. John Lachemes, Lachemus, I can't, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. Super nice guy, very knowledgeable. He quickly assessed that it wasn't the ACL, MCL, and thinks that it's the shin bone. And so I'm going to get an MRI to confirm. He thinks it's unlikely I'll need surgery as long as I stay off of it. Hmm. He wanted me sort of bed rested, and I was like, well, that's not going to happen. Uh, he just said, "Well, it's on me as long because if I put pressure on it, I could splinter the whole shin bone." Yeah. So, so anyway, I'm I'm hoping you guys might be interested in coming this weekend and watching the show. My wife's in it. Madeline is in it. She plays a phantom. Does a great job. It's got a great cast. My son Jude, my 17 year old, is going to take my spot. He's going to be Rocky 2.0, I guess. Okay. Or maybe like 0.5 because he's like half my size. 
Um, what time is it? Seven. Saturday? It starts at eight, eight. Friday and Saturday. Okay. Tickets are fifteen bucks, but it's a great show, and they do the you can do callbacks. They have virgin bags where you got stuff to throw at everybody, so it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I love the, the props. I took my wife to see the you know the with the live cast one time, and they were they put the V on her. Oh, okay. Uh, for yeah. Virgin, for yeah, never, yeah. never yeah. seen it live before. She really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun if people have never seen it. Mm-hmm. It's unlike any other play you'll go to because of how interactive it is. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a shadow script for mm-hmm. the, the, the uh, audience. Mm-hmm. The audience has certain things they can say at different parts back to the cast. And then we'll improvise a lot. Like, we'll say things back to them and talk back and forth. Uh, it's a very interactive show, but I think it's a lot of fun. Well, the story in the original movie and the the way it's grown, it's a testament to what that. I mean, people love that thing. Oh yeah, it's a cult. It's got a cult yeah, following I mean, for it, sure. It, it plays. It, Do you consider what would you consider that movie a horror? I mean, obviously it's a musical, I, but. It's what, hard what do you explain, think? I th- it's hard to explain the cult classic, but I would definitely call that. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, well, I think it's definitely a sci-fi movie. Yeah. And it has horror elements in it. Yeah. So maybe it's sci-fi horror, too. And the music's not bad. No, the music's my, good. Not my so, favorite So, man, it's, it's grown on me. There's yeah. some of it that's pretty catchy. Yeah. Like, even today it holds up, yeah. some of the music. I, and a lot of the themes, I think, hold up in it. Mm-hmm. But, it, yeah, it's it plays on, it plays in several cities in this country every mm-hmm. single weekend. And, that, and what did it come out, Seventy. Three? Something like that, yeah. That's it was a play in Britain originally, mm-hmm. and then the U.S. decided to do uh, one. Some movie company decided to do the movie, and they didn't think that the characters that were cast as Brad and Janet would, because they were British, would come over well with an American audience. So those are the only two characters that were recast. Mm-hmm. And then they did take the Rocky guy and uh, the guy that plays Rocky in there. They got they they hired him for his looks, and he mm-hmm. couldn't sing, so his voice is dubbed the whole time with somebody uh, else singing his part. Uh, but everybody else is original. Tim uh, Curry. Curry, yeah, who played Frankenfurter and uh, Richard O'Bannon. Richard O'Brien. I think it's O'Brien. 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 He was the director, writer, producer. Plays Riff Raff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, uh, real quick, I was gonna. I meant to say it earlier, but we're talking about the trick or treating his kids. There's a guy that owns a antique store. Excuse me. <clears throat> in Ripley uh, called uh, Hobox House of Antiques. When uh-huh. I was a kid, he's a little bit older than me. I mean, his brother would and their mother would decorate their yard. They were vampires or whatever, and you couldn't do this today. But we loved it back then. But you go, they give you your candy. But then one of the brothers, I don't know if it was Ronald or his other brother, would chase us. And I'm not talking out of the yard. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking three or four blocks away. Yeah. And you know, I'm running down the street crying like, oh. And then ten minutes later, I go right back. Yeah, you know? no. That, you, you say that when I was a kid, same thing. There mm-hmm. were a couple houses. I'll never forget. There was one guy that he was in like full overalls, kind of like Halloween looking. And he had a mask on, but like a, just a generic rubber mask. And you couldn't tell if he was a dummy or a real person. And he had, he would have his hand in the candy. So he's sitting there, and you're a little kid, and you got to go up and grab the candy. And uh, he would do the jump thing. And then there was one of them where it had that set up, and then there was a guy with a chainsaw that would chase you mm-hmm. down the thing. And, I mean, people are tripping and falling over themselves, getting away, and he's chasing them. I mean, I guess there's two ways to look at it because you're coming on somebody else's property mm-hmm. and you know you're, I mean, it's Halloween. There's almost an assumption of the risk. You know, there's going to be a scare component of it. You know, you, you're actually kind of looking forward to a scare component of it. Well, and I know kids, some kids don't like scary stuff, but there's a lot of kids that really do like horror movies. And I hate to see, like I've seen it at Spirit. Kids mm-hmm. come in and I want to be, I hear them say, I want to be Jason or I want to be something scary. No, you're not being something scary. And they, Take them to the Disney or the superhero section. That's fine, but and those those are the kids that end up going wild when they get older. Too, yeah, usually. yeah. I mean, but if the kid wants to be scary, let them be scary. You know, it's. It, I think, uh, especially after Halloween came out, and they, and all the masks weren't just based on comic book strip characters or Disney or Ghost Witch, Pumpkin Skeleton. 
they started doing, you know, the Hollywood was like, oh, we can make money off of this, you know, uh, which is always the case, make money off everything. But they started making the mask scarier. And I think for kids, that's a big confidence thing because how's the killer going to get you if you are the killer, you know? Mm-hmm. I saw some, I'm quoting somebody I saw in a documentary that said something similar to that, but it's a really good point. And I just – Look, the tr- the, tr- you know, the trunk or treats and the fall festivals are fine, but you know they're usually during the day, and I'm sure it's frowned upon that if you come up there dressed like Ghostface or something. I, you know, I wouldn't go as far as like those ladies at the daycare in Mississippi did with this <laughs> I saw that with the scream mask. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. Oh, they were going up to it was like two li- or three yeah, year old little bitty kids with and, a, yeah. trying to get them to behave, wearing like a scream outfit. And them and kids are, their face are crying and screaming. Yeah. I mean, I might have giggled a little, but that's too far. <laughs> you know, that's a little too far. I think that you know, it depends on their age. Yeah. You know, if they're a little kid, yeah, I'm fine with the trunk or treats and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. You know, and a lot of the churches make them fall festivals. They're yes. not Halloween events; they're fall festivals because mm-hmm. you don't want to have the whole I guess supernatural overtone but I mean you're still do it's still related it's still Halloween yeah. like it's still related to the whole thing um, but I mean I'm I'm pro cosplay and everything I think it's all part of fantasy mm-hmm. and I think if you allow kids to dress up and express themselves that way you know sometimes they don't act out in other ways mm-hmm. so I think it's a good opportunity for kids to be confident regardless of who they're playing you know if they want to play mm-hmm. my kids man I, my kids are all kinds of stuff like I, I vividly remember one of the Halloweens I think Alex, my oldest, was a pirate, and then Jade was like a princess, pretty common. And then uh, Austin, my middle boy, the one that's in NA now doing the, the music and stuff, he was a uh, uh, Quentin Rampage Jackson, there the MMA fighter. <laughs> so he's playing a black guy is what he was. So he had like no shirt, MMA gloves. He had like a gold chain. We put like a goatee on him, and he had spiked up hair. Like, And uh, I've got some good pictures of his little skinny thing, and he was Quentin Rampage Jackson, you know. Anyway, we'll let them play whatever they had interest in at the time. Before I forget, I'll, we'll talk more horror, but I was I meant to bring you, and I totally forgot. We have the old, I think it's Ben Cooper design mask, so it's those old 60s and 70s plastic. Yeah. So Spirit's done a whole line of them this year. They yeah. Yoda and uh, Darth Vader, Batman, mm-hmm. uh, The Flash, and they had a, they had a Superman. Oh, one. really? See, yeah. I played Superman as a kid with the old plastic costume. Yeah. The, the plastic ones with a have a plastic cape, and then yep. you had your your plastic uh, front, just the front of the face mask. Well, the first company before Sears got involved, there's another company that they, their first Halloween costumes in the country, and they realized they were paper. Mm-hmm. And so the kids are running around with jack o' lanterns and starting bonfires, and there was a lot of I found you could probably find a lot of news clippings about kids <laughs> burnt on Halloween because I mean the costumes were made out of like I said paper. So, I don't, mm. but then when Sears came in, they started making them a little more durable and all that plastic that you couldn't breathe in yeah and if you look, go look at pictures of classrooms full of those kids yeah i've seen them it's kind of creepy it is kind of creepy I, no. I had a i remember having superman a couple times actually and then he-man i was big on he-man mm-hmm. and i had a he-man one like that that had the plastic face i remember having that matter of fact i remember as a kid i went through a phase where i thought those were the co- that was the good costumes like mm-hmm. i thought if you had those that was the good costumes mm-hmm. not like the cloth ones and stuff that were really more higher end mm-hmm. and it's because when i was younger that's what my parents already got always got me was the plastic outfit yeah so well we have a it's trick-or-treat studios it's a company that makes all kind of items for halloween but we have a couple of their masks and those masks are like 90 bucks yeah and it's a creep we have one creature from the black lagoon i'd really like to have it but i just can't pay 90 bucks for it but you know, it is what it is. I saw online, uh, I, I don't know why I got this recommended to me, but I looked it up because I had been, di- before I got hurt, 
I had lost weight down again to be Rocky because it's me. I'm not wearing an outfit, and I have to appear as this muscle man, right? So, and I work out all the time, but I also eat a lot, and I have bad genetics. I don't know if you met our dad or not. Mom and dad, they're big folks. And so, anyway, I uh, I, I diet down. So, anyway, randomly on my phone, I got recommended this site that makes body muscle suits. And I think they make them for a different purpose than I was going to use mm-hmm. them for. But I did go to the site and look, and they were pretty expensive. But they looked real. Like these people that put them on, their their skin tone matched. You couldn't tell. You'd wear like wristbands on the wrist, but it looked like, I mean, it was a muscle suit. And I was like, man, that's an easy way to do it, you know. But I'm the same way. I wasn't going to pay $400 for a, yeah. a muscle suit. So just I just starved I, myself. I saw a video yesterday of a guy was doing the Hulk. But he had big, huge muscles. Uh, I saw a guy do the Hulk a couple weeks ago. He had a Grinch. uh, I saw that. I saw saw another guy doing the Hulk. (laughs) But he had a Grinch mask on. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, so he's a Grinch, like jacked up Grinch. Jacked up Grinch, yeah. Yeah. It well, sounds, sounds like me and Bronson's feed is exactly the same. We see all the same videos. (laughs) Probably. Yeah, yeah, I, I got some flack on playing the Hulk because I, I had not trimmed all the way down for what I had. I was a week or two out from Rocky, so I still had some flab on. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm still got flab on me now. I've been eating. I, matter of fact, since I got hurt, the, the night I got hurt, I was like, where are the chocolate chip cookies? Because I knew I didn't have to be naked anymore, and I started eating the bad stuff. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that man, I don't know if you saw the pictures, but my daughter did an amazing job uh, painting me to be the Hulk for the, the when they played the Hulk up here at the Ruffin. And, uh, I mean, she did a really good job. I mean, I'm just an old heavyset dude and she made me look very good. So I was very, I was very pleased with her. And I want to thank Jade for doing that because most people wouldn't do it much less on your dad. Uh, Yeah, there it is. That's me as the Hulk. Uh, and then she did my makeup too for Rocky, which I thought she did a good job on. Yeah. That's her doing my makeup. And and I thought that stuff wasn't going to come off because it's real theater makeup. That's like oil based. So when she went to wash her hands from doing it, her hands wouldn't come off. And so then I was afraid that uh, I was going to go to court green, you know, yeah. like have to go to court and be green. But luckily, it, it came off pretty easy. Yeah. Well, what do you? What movies are you watching for Halloween this year? Well, you don't like horror movies, Josh. Well, no, I watch. So my wife, we I tell you one we just started watching last night that I actually started enjoying, and it was Hubie Halloween. Yeah. Adam well, Sandler's. Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch it when it came out twenty twenty. And uh, we just, so she likes to watch the the scary, she likes the kid, like uh, Hocus Pocus type stuff. Mm-hmm. She loved Hocus Pocus too, right? Yeah. I didn't. I don't care anything for it. And then I want it, it needs to have like an action element. I don't normally like them at all if it's just horror or suspense. I want action. So we were trying to find a happy medium. But I like Adam Sandler, so we started watching that last night. And we watched 30, 40 minutes of it and enjoyed it. It just got late and we quit watching it. So. Yeah, a lot of times people ask me what you know. What would you suggest for horror movie for a kid? And I always say number one, the Monster Squad. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Monster Squad. Uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. That's um, an old one. The Monster Squad is a good throwback, and I think also that's a good one that introduces them to some of the you know classic. vintage classic monsters. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a couple things in it that people probably frown on today, but I don't care. It's one of the best movies ever made, mm-hmm. and it it probably would have been a lot bigger. I'm glad it eventually got the cult following that it did because the actors had no idea. There were so many of us that loved that movie. But they released it the same weekend as Lost Boys, so that was just bad marketing on their point. You yeah. know? But um, I know everybody should probably, if you want to go back to really how Halloween got ingrained in the country, is at, right after the 30s and 40s when the trick-or-treating kind of started coming and they were doing parades and all these things, it was – I think it was 66 when the Great Pumpkin with the Charlie Brown thing. That kind of put a 
uh, an okay on Halloween. And then are they still play that? Oh yeah. I thought people were against Charlie Brown. Didn't wasn't there a fallout? Everything's canceled nowadays. So yeah. Oh, I saw that. Uh, I saw last night that Scooby Doo, a doesn't have Scooby Doo in it anymore. So Scooby Doo, but it doesn't have the dog Scooby Doo. And then B, they changed the races of some of them. So Shaggy is now black and is somebody else. And then Thelma, I think, is is a uh, black or or some other uh, race and somebody else. And they took Scooby Doo out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. I, wh- why? I, well, I just I saw today where that Marlon Wayans came out, and I was like, "What's he talking about?" And they're trying to cancel the movie White Chicks. Now I'm fine with that. But he was I, in it because I didn't like the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, he was like, "This is ridiculous." He goes, I, "He goes, he goes." I, I think he said, I, "I don't even want to deal with this generation." Yeah. You know, you can't be funny anymore, and yeah, it's com- just, comedy's dead because everybody yeah. is offended. <laughs> Man, so we had uh, Bronson. We had at the cellar. We do a comedy night. Now, we did last month, like, three of them, and so we're going to do one in November, just an open mic night. And we had these, the first couple we did, we had professional comedians we hired to come in and do the comedy, right? Well, these guys, some of it's pretty colorful comedy. And so I warn, I get up and do comedy, too. I kind of open it up, I'm the MC and have whatever I'm saying, and my stuff's kind of colorful, too, to be honest with you. So, I mean, it's talking about adult themes, but we had it where it was 18 and up, it's, it's all adults there, and we tell them up front, look, it's going to be you know, some potentially colorful uh, banter. So, man, I felt so bad for this one comedian. This guy get up, gets up there, <laughs> and his stuff, I mean, he was funny. Some of it was funny, but, I mean, it was getting a little raunchy. And there was a bunch of older folks in there. Yeah. And he, he even does this. He, he could tell. He's reading the room, and he was like, look, this next one is usually it's kind of out there, so I want to make sure y'all are okay. Is it okay if I, I kind of go there? And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. They're all like, thumbs up, go there. So, man, he says the joke. And these people literally get up and leave. Like, people that were just like, yeah, it's okay, they just get up and leave. And I'm like, what did you expect, you know? People get their feelings hurt so bad nowadays, so easily. Yeah. Uh, they, they would have had Archie Bunker and Fred Sanford growing up, I think. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Blazing Saddles and things like that. Oh, man, Blazing Saddles. Could you imagine if some people today, the only reason that one's still even available anywhere is I guarantee you some folks haven't watched it. Yeah. If you watch that one, it's got some stuff. Uh, some, oh yeah, it's, it's some Mel Brooks humor that people wouldn't be cool yeah. with nowadays. Well, it's just very. It's it's just like I say with anything. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Yeah. If you don't like that song, don't listen to it. If you don't like that news channel, don't watch it. It's, yeah. Man, you don't like horror movies, don't watch it. You yeah. Know? The, the best way for them to handle the stuff nowadays, if people are going to be this way, is just put your little warning at the top of the movie or whatever, mm-hmm. but leave it out there where it's still available unaltered you know, the way that it originally was presented. I'm, I'm tired of this where they're like either completely taking movies down, they can't be seen at all, or editing them to where they're beyond recognition, you know. Yeah. So. Well, Josh, have you seen, I know you've seen it. Hold on. Trick, trick or treat? That, that, so when you asked me. I have not me, seen it. When you asked me what movies I was watching this year, my go-to every year for the past three years have been the original Halloween Good is one. one of them, yep. and the second one is Trick or Treat. Yes, I love that. Is probably my, if not favorite, at least my second favorite Halloween movie. It's so good. Yeah. What I year is it. that one from? I've seen it, but I don't remember when it came out. 2010, 2011? Uh, maybe two thousand nine. I can. I'll be able to tell you for sure. I was yeah. working at the movie theater when it came out, so I know it was around that. Well, it never was released in the theater. Yeah, it was. It was two thousand seven. Oh no! Wait, you're right. I don't think it wasn't. It wasn't released. It was. I remember I was wearing the theater when it came out on DVD. That's yeah. They're releasing it this year for the first time, and a few weeks ago, the director announced that they are going to be doing a sequel. Yeah. 
But, and the the kid who played uh, Sam Quinn in Lord. Quinn Lord is going to be at Texas Frightmare in May, and that's yes. one of the reasons I'm excited about going. I get I'm to meet him. So I still may go, Josh. Just work with me. Hey, go, man. Look, you'll be you'll be like the only one from our group if you don't go that's not going. Because I think me, the Meekers, Sarah, Dylan, like our whole crew pretty much is going to be going. I know you've probably seen that. Uh, I have not. I House of a Thousand Corpses? It, it takes place on Halloween night. Yeah, isn't that a, uh, what's his Rob name? Zombies. Rob Zombie. Rob first movie. Don't, no. you never watch it. It's I have rough. watched Rob Zombie movies. They're, they're and they rough. are rough. I agree. Rough. I, I feel like, I mean, he definitely lets his freak flag fly through his movies. Yes. Because I saw uh, The Hills Have Eyes. Is that Rob Zombie? No. Uh, well, it's like his. Some he of his did, movies. Uh, and then I saw the one where he's in it. The one of them I saw that was a Rob Zombie movie. He's in it. Um, and he's got a girlfriend or something that gets raped in it, or I don't know. I don't, I don't, know. I don't know. His stuff's out there though. Yeah, he's he's pretty rough. He's yeah. yeah, he's pretty rough. I mean, probably the scariest movie he's done is the Monsters. Monsters. I was waiting. <laughs> so look, I started watching that this weekend. <laughs> And I turned it off about five minutes. Into I, you it. made, yeah, you made it further than I did. I think I only made it about four minutes. So I had to shut it off. I yeah. will say, I thought it was beautifully. I thought the colors were great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The comedy. He should have had somebody help him with the comedy. Yeah, because it was so bad. And yeah, that was it, and maybe even a laugh track would have helped. I, I mean, I, I think he was trying to make it feel like the original. But uh, it didn't. It felt like the colors were good, except it was so clear, clear nowadays. To me, it looked almost like they were on stage. Mm. And I don't know. We watched, Madeline and I watched maybe five or ten minutes of it, and then we switched it to, it might have been when we watched Hubie Halloween. I don't mm. remember. Yeah. But it was rough. It was almost better, though, than Halloween Ends. I will say that. At least uh, it had so, the monsters in it. Hey, At t- least they figured that out. <laughs> I, I watched a kid movie last weekend called The Legend of Bridge Hollow. Mm-hmm. And it's oh gosh I don't know her, her name or it's the, uh, she plays Lucas's little sister in Stranger Things, and Kelly Rollins and I think it's Marlon Wayans moved to a new town. Yeah, we, Madeline watched that. Yeah. I watched the first part of it, and, and you know that was definitely a movie for ten year olds and liked it better than Halloween is. But yeah. it's about the animatronics being possessed by Stingy Jack, which is the same yeah. thing as Jack O' Lantern. Yeah, um, which I, I read up on that getting ready to do this show, and that is a weird tale about this old drunk Irish guy that keeps tricking the devil into letting him have one more drink or live one more year and not go to hell. And then finally the devil's like, ah, I like you, kid. Here's some fire from hell. Put it in that turnip and walk around with it the rest of your days or something. But it's where the jack-o'-lantern thing comes from. But, so uh, so I don't necessarily re- watch you know Halloween movies every year, but I usually read a Halloween book, actually. And so right now I'm reading, a, 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 it's called Witches, and it's an account, historical account of wit- real witches, at least through some medium that they've got record of in history, mm-hmm. including like Salem. It actually starts with Salem and goes back from there. And what's interesting is my wife has a relative who's listed even in this book I'm reading from Salem, was involved in the Salem witch trials and was uh, had been a priest that eventually got burned at the stake. Um, and he's a direct descendant of hers. Now, they even have the same last name. It's Burroughs. It's just spelt different, her maiden name. Um, so there's sort of a connection there, and it's very interesting. But it was just, it's so, you have to think back to put yourself in that place to think about how, because they, man, like Salem, for example, is really a group of kids. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, that's a witch. Oh, yep. that's a witch. And they're like, bad You know, bad hat's a witch. And you're like, how did they fall? But, you know, you're living in a time with no real technology, mm-hmm. you know, no connection to the outside world. 
you explain away things you don't understand with mysticism and, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I don't know. I would argue that our experiences with COVID in 2020 were, in my opinion, kind of a modern day Salem witch thing. It was very similar. It was where the masses just fall for this stuff and are fo- easily, easily fooled. And so you say it's like, how could y'all fall for that? But I mean, I feel like fairly recently I, something similar happened. You know? I, I was, I agree with you. I, I, I was very shocked at how people just blindly fell in line over some of it and it just and it's you know it's don't really get the news coverage today but it's coming out that a lot of it was unnecessary yeah well that's what i was going to say is the thing is it's not getting the news coverage Mm -hmm. we're finding out now that it was nothing like what we were told it was now look i get in the beginning where they didn't know i get oh well maybe we need to put a pause on things and figure this out but there's some evidence now that they found out pretty quickly that it wasn't what they thought it was and still managed to use it to shut down stuff. I mean, literally stop the national economy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, think about it. We're having ripple effects now. Inflation is crazy. Uh, the There's still supply chain issues. We're still having a lot of effects, uh, after, after effects from it. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a whole other ball of wax, man. But I, I don't disagree with Josh in that, I'm not saying that I can't believe it happened, but I think you have to put yourself in that perspective. Like in 15, 20 years from now, the next generation may look back and be like, how did those people shut everything down? Why would they do that when it was a flu, essentially? And, you know, they didn't live it. They weren't there in the moment of it and didn't, uh, I don't know. It's just different when you, you don't know. I can remember ordering something from Amazon from China. And during COVID, when I got it, it's got Chinese writing on it, you know, and I remember being hesitant to open it because I was like, oh, no, it might have COVID on it. It's got the China virus. This is not a horror movie. Josh, I don't know if you've seen it, but a movie called Contagion. Oh, yeah, I've seen mm-hmm. it. I've yeah. seen now, it. Now, that's pretty spot on in the way, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, if, if you go back and watch it now. But talking about witches in that book, I don't know, does it say anything about, because I know witches, like, I think it was just older, like ladies that lived in, in solitude, but they they literally spent years practicing mixing herbs and spices and things from the earth to heal people. And you know, I think I read that the hats were kind of commonplace, the pointed hats, and they always had cats. Cats keep, you know, cats were very important. I mean, back in those days in the eight, you know, mm-hmm. thirteen, fourteen, fifteen hundred. I mean, that's where the black plague came from. They killed all the cats, so then the, nothing to get rid of the mice. But I think it was just. You, you, it's people get those little like those girls starting that. What takes one or two people to get a hysteria going, and I think yeah. that happened a lot with a, I think a lot of women that were not witches were probably killed because of it. Oh, yeah, no, tons of them. Yeah. I mean, and, and there, I don't know so much that even those factors played a part. It just seemed to be generally if it was somebody that was sort of fringe of society mm-hmm. or that you couldn't explain away, they even had people that would get accused of it. And because they didn't like somebody else, they would name them as the person that introduced the book to them. And and then there was a lot of this, uh, they would have, uh, what do they call them? Where they go have these little witch parties where they're supposed to be dancing naked with Satan. Mm-hmm. And there was all this fornication and all this stuff, right? And uh, I mean, or if you were sexually impure at the time, oh, you're, you're a witch. And they even had men. There was a lot of men that were also, mostly women, but there's a lot of men also that were burned at the stake. Or Like there was one guy, the, I, I misspoke earlier, the one that was my wife's relative, he was not burned. He was crushed. And the way they did it is they'd lay him down and he'd hold a board and they'd start piling stones on him. Mm-hmm. And then he would eventually be crushed by the weight of the yeah. stones. Um, but they would do that stuff just, it was really, really kind of nonsensical. It was just 
somebody they didn't like or they pointed she out. turned me into a nuke. And what's interesting is a lot of these people admitted to it because they're being tortured. Yeah. So then they would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've, I've been in league with Lucifer. And then they would have to confess who else was in league with them. Mm-hmm. So then, then they start pointing fingers elsewhere to other people that may be completely innocent. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of scary the way it works. But, yeah, I mean, it was. if you think about with COVID, it was kind of a witch hunt. It still to some degree is. It was like, did you get your vaccine or not? Mm-hmm. And uh, if not, you're kind of uh, scrutinized. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Got we got we got a lot of comments here. Uh, let's read through some of them. Let's say we got Dale Presley says, love Michael Myers Halloween movies. She said, Jerry, you said your wife watches How to Get Rid of Your Husband. What channel is that? Eric Presley. She wants to get rid of her husband, I guess. She said, Eric Presley loves all horror movies. Cameron McNeil said, what's up? Lobo and Josh, everyone happy Halloween. Hunter Field, said, Hunter Field says, that's my uncle. What's up, uh, man? Shane hey, Culver. Hunter. Shane Culver, relative. Uh, awesome. Justin said, I have trouble being scared of something I know isn't real, and if it is real, I can shoot it. <laughs> and Raymond Stovall said, Trick or Treat is awesome. Talking about the movie. Yeah, uh, Trick or Treat, yeah. And I'm glad they're finally doing a sequel for it. Do you remember the, uh, uh, what was the name of it? The Headless Horseman, Horseman movie that came Sleepy out? Sleepy Hollow. I don't think it was Sleepy Hollow. I'm talking about the old one that was a horror movie before that. I don't think it was called Sleepy Hollow. It was about the Headless Horseman specifically, and it was a horror movie. Not with Johnny Depp? Nope. Okay. No, I'm talking about, this is a, it come out in the, I don't know, late 80s, early 90s, uh, and it was uh, about the Headless Horseman specifically. Well, I'm gonna go it was go, very scary. I'm going to go find it. I remember it being, I remember as a kid at least I was scared. Yeah. I think I asked you this last time, but I'll ask you again. What do you think is the all-time scariest horror movie that you've seen? Man, that's just God. That's a, I don't know. Uh, when I was a kid, it was probably the Exorcist or the Amityville Horror really messed with me when I was yeah. a kid. Recently, um, you I guys saw, watch and comment too. Let me know what your you think the scariest horror movie ever is. Recently, I tell you a movie that a couple of movies. Uh, it follows was very tense. I, I was, but um, the very witch. Disturbing. Have you seen the witch? I the did witch see that. Is that awesome. was kind of the witch. Wicked too. I, yeah. I, I, I we watched it during the day. And I told my wife, I said, I'm going to Walmart. And then she said, what are you going to Walmart for? I said, I'm going to go look at toys. She goes, why? I said, that movie, that movie messed with my head a yeah, little bit. Yeah. And it's, you know, being that I'm such a horror fan, it's hard for movies to do that to me. I watched some weird Indonesian movie now. I think it's called Satan's Slaves. But it's about an aging pop star that's basically ran out of money and her family and all this. And it had a scene in it that's involved ringing a bell if anybody's seen Satan Slaves that that movie that one scene gave me the chills hmm. and I had to like I cut it off I said I'm gonna wait till, you know, wait till my wife gets home and let me cook dinner and wait till somebody's here with me I didn't want to <laughs> finish watching it by myself but when I was a kid like everything terrified me but I, back the scariest movie ever made that is so hard to say I'm, I'm gonna say uh, the one that's consistently to me scary is The Shining the original yep. Shining it's very frightening. It's got elements that I think there are different elements in it that can scare you. You know, if one doesn't scare you, this other one does. Mm-hmm. It's, it was a very frightening movie to me. I think it's top fifteen or twenty mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. Um, Have you seen the video of Jack Nicholson getting ready for that scene where he's going to bust through the bathroom, mm-hmm. where he's like getting riled up and trying to get crazy acting? Yeah, the, he uh, and the director. I think he made, he made oh, gosh, Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall, yeah. Do like forty takes of the stair scene. He wanted her to look so despondent and frail, and yeah, he made, apparently was he was really rough. Yeah, like Kubrick, yeah. Kubrick was really rough with her and Scatman Crothers. 
And just especially that scene made her do it over and over. But apparently he was like the little kid he was very protective of. Like he wouldn't even let him be around when they filmed some of the more horrific stuff. And I think he's like a teacher at a college in Kentucky now, the little kid from The Shining. But The twins scared me. Yep. That was very frightening. That's the most con- – I think I mentioned it last time, but that, as far as The Shining goes, when you see merchandise, it's, mo- it's mo- probably 75% of the time it's the twins. It's yeah. not Jack. Yeah. It's usually those twin, those two twins because that's a pretty creepy scene. Yeah. That whole thing's creepy. Like the part where he goes in the one bathroom and there's the old yeah. lady. Mm. It, it's just yeah. – it was weird. But uh, another uh, Halloween movie to watch, I don't know if Josh has seen it, but it's got one of the Nightmare Sisters in it. This fellow, my cat's knocked it off the wall, but – Night of the Demons takes place uh, on Halloween night. Oh, really good one. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Is, yeah. is, that, a, is that a Carpenter? That's not a John No, Carpenter. no, no. It, I don't remember who directed it, but it's got Amelia Kincaid and Linneo from one of the Nightmare Sisters. But one of the reasons I quit uh, looking at uh, Rotten Tomatoes is because a movie came out, an independent horror movie a couple of years ago called Hellfest about, you know, a Halloween, you know, a screen park, you know, whatever. And I, I looked it up, and it had really bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, and then a couple months later, it was on streaming, and I watched it, and I loved it. So it's another Halloween, you know, theme movie, but that's one of the reasons I quit watching, uh, paying attention to Rotten Tomatoes, because they're usually pretty wrong. I don't think they gave Black Adam very high scores. Usually yeah. the movies they rate really high are junk. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like Academy Awards to me. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of times the movies they nominated, they're not, to me, they're not that good. Yeah. But yet they're going to win Best Picture, and it's just because somebody cried or whatever in it you know yeah well, like, and i'm frustrated that they haven't nominated any of the expendable movies for something yeah no expendables uh, too should have been yeah. nominated for well, well josh did you see the most recent invisible man movie i did i loved it okay that that, great, that yeah. girl uh, she i think she's in the handmaid's tale and i'm her i think her name's emily something. what movie what where's what is that playing on invisible man that it came out during the pandemic it was one of those that came out it was originally a theatrical release but mm-hmm. it was right in the peak of the pandemic so it went straight to like where you could just rent it at home um but but she she should have gotten at least a nomination yeah i thought she did such a good job in that movie uh i know she's gotten another like other nominations for the handmaid's tale but yeah i hate to see that they typically with the academy they typically only nominate the artsy fartsy stuff that nobody really Watches. watches yeah and it's similar there's a similar thing i mean that's on the hollywood level but it is very similar on the independent film level, too. So you've got people like me that will do these films that are action-oriented or comedy-driven or whatever, and we'll post them on the line, like I posted with the Tomb Raider that got you know, you know 40,000 views or whatever. But then you got the Indie Memphis people that will make uh, these artsy-fartsy films, and they go put them at the film festivals, and they give each other awards because mm-hmm. they made these artsy-fartsy well, there's, films. there's politics and all the stuff you do. Yeah, it's all, yeah, it's all the lawyer. So lawyer stuff's the same way. So we lawyers get awards, right? Some of them you buy. Like they send you, you're nominated for top attorney, da da da, right? And they're like, but you got to pay us $350 and they send you a <laughs> plaque. So that happens a lot. And then there's a lot of uh, who you know. So, like, you kind of know in advance if this person is running this event, this person is going to end up getting this award. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't, like, I mean, I could create events. You know, I've given people belts and stuff. You know, I created the High Octane Fighting Championship, which was my own MMA kickboxing company. And gave my own titles out, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just whatever. Uh, what makes you uh, relevant or, va- or or valid? Whatever va- validation you have, it just you just can't worry about that so much. That's why I think you just do you. Yeah. You get rewarded or awarded great. If not, it, I think the reward is if people enjoy what you're doing. 
Yeah. Well, real quick, uh, Black Visible Man. But anyway, I was watching um, Black Adam and Hawkman. I was like, who is that guy? I know that guy. And he's the best friend of the girl in the Invisible Man. That, oh, okay. He, yeah, when yeah, the, yeah, he yeah. tries to help her. Yeah, I just made yeah. that connection. Our, our mother said that Exorcist was the scariest movie. It's it's up there. Yeah. Yeah. I had to, I that first one. show is... you your... Uh, oh, she's got he's got the shirt. Nightmare Sisters. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I've got to get the the, the I've got to find that. I got to find where it is and watch it again. And I think I told you last time. Me and Aaron have talked about it numerous times. My my buddy uh, yeah. Brian's brother Aaron. I told you we were best friends growing up, and we watched it all the time. And I even told him about your shirt. And I told him about. By the way, I really like those purses you were selling. Oh, thanks. There, you make the VHS. He makes VHS old VHS capes tape uh, cases into purses. Yeah, me and my buddy uh, uh, Stephen Leonard and his wife. They're, yeah, they're, it was my idea, and they kind of brought it to life, and it's really yeah. cool. But they seem to sell well at the Comic Con too. I, it's hard to see with these glasses, but I yeah. think she's the one that's going to be March fourth, Little Rock Airport. Not okay. just another horror con plug. Cool, cool. Yeah, and that's when. March 4th or next year? March 4th. All right, that, my leg will be healed. That's when you invited me to, isn't it? No, we're doing, uh, about a month later, we're doing Heroes and Angels. That's it. It's that's a, it. They, yeah, they yeah. give almost all their money. Is that in April? That's April 8th. They started in a backyard a few years ago, and they've really kind of grown. Not super big yet, but, you know, they give most of their proceeds to kids with cancer. So That's great. Yeah, and they were really, uh, really supportive of us when we were first starting out as vendors. or Not starting out, but they were really supportive, and we used to do kind of some of the smaller cons, and then, as it grew, as it does, you go to bigger events with bigger crowds and because you make more money. But they reached out to me about maybe getting a guest, and Josh was awesome enough to agree to do it. But and I and, and it's you know it's one of those things you go back and those people supported you, so I want to go back this year and support them. You know, and it's yeah. a good, it's a great cause. I will tell you, Josh, at, uh, at about noon that day, they will do a, a roll call of um, kids that unfortunately passed away from cancer and it's pretty sad it's kind of a uh, odd thing to do at a con but I, I appreciate them doing it you know what i mean but i'm just warning you ahead of time it'll get you a little misty-eyed right it'll, at the beginning of the con it'll be not not the most uplifting of yeah i so. ran the saint jude marathon last year i trained all year ran the marathon the full marathon right and uh it was a horrible experience okay running the marathon because i'm a big guy and i'm not a runner and i made some mistakes in the beginning of the race in any event what I was going to say is towards the end of the race, so I'm like, I don't know, 20 miles in or something like that. I'm ready to, to just call an Uber. And they have you run through this one straight line place where it's got banners up of the children that have passed away, yeah. St. Jude children that have lost the fight, right? And you're like ready to quit. Like It's giving me chills thinking about it. And you see them and you're like, I'm able to run this race. Exactly. Why am I fussing? Yeah. You know, why am I whining? I'm here. I'm healthy right now. And it's just like motivation to go ahead and finish it out. But, you know, I think that we take for granted a, time, a lot of times uh, our health, our, our, you know, we always want more and more and more when really there's a lot of people that are worse off and that would give a lot to be healthier where we are. Mm. So, like, for one thing, and I, I don't know what I'm going to call it this year yet, but what I, my family and I have decided to do every year, it's always a big deal, you know, buying whatever gifts for your family, and that's great. If people do that, that's wonderful. But, like, we're in a position where I don't need anything. You know, my family's healthy. I've got food in the pantry. I've got a roof over my head. I'm not significantly in debt other than my student loans. Like, I'm in okay shape right now, right? So my family's taken care of, too. Like, they're, uh, my kids except Jude are all adults. They don't really need stuff. You know, they got what they needed. So what we decided to do this year is we're going to pull our funds 
and we're going to uh, buy uh, toys to give to some at-risk or, or some, some families that are, you know, maybe underprivileged. And we're, we're going to try to do it anonymously so that that parent can then have Santa Claus yep. uh, show up for the kids. Because I think that was always a big deal to me growing up. My parents did a great job, whether they were broke or not, at making sure we had Santa Claus. We had yeah. good Christmases. And I think it's important for the wonderment of being a kid. But my point is, like, a lot of people would hesitate to donate or take that seriously or consider doing that on any level because I think we take for granted what where we are and what we have. But those kind of things that are, are great causes yeah. because – Man, there are people that are struggling with stuff right now that we can't fa- – I have a broke leg right now, and that's nothing compared to what some of these kids are dealing with, you know? Yeah, and I remember, especially growing up, uh, you meet a lot of people, uh, like I just remember like older people and friends of the family that had basically nothing. Mm-hmm. And they were some of the happiest people you'll ever meet. Yeah. You know, and it's it's sad that some people, you know, I, I hate to say it, but God, if social media went away for a couple of weeks, what would happen? But – Oh, yeah. No, that, that would change would, a lot of people. That would be a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, some people couldn't handle that. Well, you that. know, that's a whole other conversation on how social scores are kind of sort of there now. Yep. You know, a lot of your value online is uh, rated by your followers and subscribers and, yeah. and all that stuff, likes and comments. And, and really, what relevance does that have to your real value? Yeah. And then they, they live in their phone. And, yeah. I, and it's like, I really wish, and Halloween's a good example, I man, get out there and go trick-or-treat and... Put the phone down for a little while. I know they want to wait to take pictures on the haunted hayride, but at least go do the haunted hayride. Go to the haunted mm-hmm. house. Bob for apples. You know, if somebody yeah, doesn't, if somebody doesn't give you candy, egg their house, man. I, go I, don't for know, it. <laughs> I don't know if they should bob for apples. That was that's one of the the uh, you know traditions that I think is it's okay that that died off because that was really nasty when you think about man, that's it. That's true. You're sticking your head down in there. All these other kids have had their mouths all spitting and slobbering that, in the that, water. <laughs> yeah, but you know we've you know. Back then, we drank from the water hose, so we were immune. Oh, that's yeah. true. <laughs> I drank from the water hose. I bobbed for apples. Yeah. I was never successful at it, though. I don't see how you can bite into it because it bobs, you know? I yeah. struggled with that. Raymond <laughs> Stovall said, not sure if it's the scariest movie, but Hell House LLC is pretty creepy. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen that? Yes. I haven't seen it. I yeah. don't know what it is. It's, you know, it's, it's one thing. I try to come home, and I try to watch, and, like, I just went, recently watched what Josiah saw. That was a really good, creepy, gnarly, twisted kind of movie at the end it's not really gory but so i try to watch those good ones unfortunately tubi has all these really crappy ones that i get immediately <laughs> i'm like oh this uh, this is one this one an independent film festival award and horror fans really dig it and what is this blood hook oh it's about a killer at a fishing competition from 86 <laughs> yeah let's watch blood hook instead well so i'll ask you about one uh that does have nothing to do with horror but it's definitely an action movie have you seen rrr <laughs> on Netflix. No. All right, you need to watch RRR. Josh and I have discussed this num- this movie numerous times. It's a <laughs> I-, I was corrected. The 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 internet has corrected me. I kept calling it a Bollywood film and apparently it's a Tollywood. There's a difference. I'm still not exactly sure what the difference is. Um, I, think, I think it's where it came out. At, well, like it's got yeah. action, dancing, etc. Uh, it's it's dubbed, but it's on Netflix and it is the one of the most over the top action movies I have ever seen. Okay. It's one of those where the dude is hitting dude with other people. It's got wild animals chasing them and folks out running them. Uh, the first see the first sequence is this guy is literally fighting like uh, a thousand people mm-hmm. by himself with a stick. Like it's it's very very over the top. But uh, yeah, anyway, it's called RRR. All right, I'll check it out. Josh, did you watch any Universal? 
Or do you do you like do you like the Universal monsters? Uh, yeah, I like them all right. They're okay. they're they're okay. I watched Dracula recently for the first time, the original yeah. uh, Dracula, and it was it was one of the things where it's like I respected it for what they did at the time mm-hmm. as a filmmaker and like you know their ability, what they were able to pull off. But like man, it by the day standards, it don't hold up yeah. at all. Parts of it. You yeah, know? Un- yeah. So. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> that I, you know that happens. Like I said, it's part of being desensitizing CGI. I'm a big practical effects guy. I don't I don't care for you know I don't mind the CGI blood, especially I love to see real blood. And I was a, and when I was a kid, I wanted to be a, a special effects artist until I realized I had to move to California. And then I decided I wasn't going to do that. But I mean, now you could you can do it just about anywhere. Now. Yeah, yeah. That's but, what I was saying. My daughter's interested in it. No. And matter of fact, the late the girl Jessica Dunnigan, who's doing our makeup at the Rocky Horror, um, she that's what she does professionally. Is she does makeup for movies and stuff in Memphis? And she was talking about how there's a movement now away from Atlanta to where these people are going to start doing a lot. I say people, these movie producers and companies are going to move to Tennessee. And the battle is whether it's Memphis or Nashville on who's giving them the best tax breaks really is what it is. Uh, but she has opportunities. Like, she's done Morgan Freeman's makeup and was talking about um, when they go in and some of the sci-fi stuff, even if they do it locally. But, yeah, it's possible to do it even around here, the mm-hmm. sci-fi stuff. Um, like I said, Jade, my daughter, has an interest in it. Well, I, I, uh, I, I don't know what I'm going to watch this weekend. I kind of had to wait and figure out what movies are. I want to get into this weekend. It is but the weekend. You got. I tell you what. You need to look up that Netflix series I was telling you about. I'll try to find the name in here in a minute. Uh, you, you need to get that a look. I'd like your opinion on it. Okay. It's yeah. definitely out there, and it's definitely horror. Um, I started watching Midnight Club on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's okay. I watched a Midnight Mass recently. Yeah, that's that a good one. Really that's good. pretty good. Okay. Have Which, you seen it? Mm-mm. Oh, you should watch it. It's good. I yeah. think it's, it's from the same uh, creator that did Midnight it, Club. It has. It's yeah. one of those. It's a series, and it's got a, the first couple. You're trying to figure out: is it what I think it is, or is it not? Or it's got sort of a twist in it. Yeah. But it, it, that's a pretty good one. I forgot about that one. Yeah, it's really, really good. Midnight From the, the same guy, I forget the guy's name, Raymond, if you're still watching, you'll correct me. Raymond knows what I'm talking about. But it's uh, the same guy that did uh, Haunting a Hill House and mm-hmm. Haunting okay. a Bly Manor. I think he also did Doctor Sleep. Um, Doctor Sleep's a great movie. Yeah. but uh, uh, Yeah, I highly recommend it. If anybody hasn't seen the baseball Night kid Night scene, gosh, even Stephen King quoted that. Went on a little too long. Do you remember that? <laughs> When the when the when the the shining vampires kind of get the little league kid and they take him to the baseball field, and he's like, "Are you going to hurt me?" And she's like, "Yeah, we are." And I, it, I don't guess I see that. <laughs> you probably don't want to watch it. Yeah, because they it, it they're they're eating his shine, but they have to hurt him to make him breathe it out. And so oh. they're slowly killing like a ten year old kid. Yeah, and like I said, even Stephen rough. King. Yeah, it was a little rough. It was a little rough, but it's a great movie. My, Mike Flanagan. Raymond told me who yeah, Mike Flanagan okay. is the creator. Yeah. So, uh, if people want to find you, Bronson, where do they look? Uh, at, uh, Brutal Arts and Collectibles on Facebook and Brutal Arts on Instagram. On Facebook, I have a stupid name. It's El Santo Lobo. Or Lo- it, sometimes it reverses it, doesn't it, Josh? It makes yeah, you- there was somebody tagged you the other day, and it was Lobo El, El Santo. Santo. <laughs> yes, I don't know. Man. Yeah, I don't know. What, what, I was still in the wrestling business when I, and I tried to do Saint Lobo, and Facebook would not let me do Saint, I guess, because um, I didn't send in my Saint paperwork. But... Um, <laughs> It, but it let me do it in Spanish. I guess that means the Holy Wolf. And now it won't let me change it. I don't know what's going on. So I just and everybody calls me Lobo. So I just well, we leave. we completely deleted my Instagram a few months back, and we had to wait to claim the original name back again. Mm-hmm. And Josh did a good job. He waited, calendared it, and then we got the name back. And now we're rebuilding the Instagram. Um, but yeah, man, Instagram's fickle on how what they'll let you use. Because now he's trying to do. 
Is it TikTok you're trying to do, the got, clips? So, yeah, we got two accounts for anybody listening. Uh, you've got your regular Kicking Lawyer one that's just the one that's blowed up that's got, like, over 16,000 followers that everybody should already be following. And then now we have a new one that is um, just called Law Talk Podcast where the clips from this show are going to go up on that one. So we have two TikTok accounts now. Yeah. So What we were finding was one. we had a lot of people, the followers blew up partially because I think we started, we did split them. We started doing where clips from this show will go on a separate TikTok and then legal instructions, advice, etc. goes on a separate one. So I would have people that would might follow me for podcast clips, but then when they get legal stuff, they're like, I don't care about that and vice versa. So this is split it and I think that's part of why the one is blown up now. So Okay. Well, cool. I say blown up. I mean sixteen thousand for a lot of people is not a lot for us. It's a good following. Yeah. So Well I, I and I'll look at it later, but I would like for everybody that's listening to kind of comment what either their favorite is or their scariest or what's their go-to for Halloween. I'd yeah, like- recommend us some movies. And I, it looks like if Bronson's watching at least one a day, he'll probably watch whatever you got. <laughs> yeah. Give me some feedback on it. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> yes, or, or or one that you think I might like, since I don't particularly like horror. I'm more of a I like sci-fi. Yep. I like a lot of sci-fi, even if it's got horror elements. I like sci-fi, and I like uh, obviously action's number one. Like yep. If I if I watch a movie at night, it's usually something action. That's what I usually watch. Something that's got an action. I got on a it. kick a few weeks ago where I was like, let me take a break, and I, I watched a few movies that weren't horror movies. It's rare, but and I do I, I love all the I love DC and Marvel movies. Yeah, most of them. Um, yeah, I watch them, even yeah. if they're not the best. Hey, Josh, I was going to ask you and Justin. I don't know if Justin's watching. But have y'all watched Jean-Claude Van Johnson on <laughs> no, Amazon? I, I don't even know what that is. You know what I'm talking about? No. Man, it's great. <laughs> it's it's about Jean, It's from, like, I don't know, five years ago. It's like 2017, I think. But it's got Jean-Claude Van Damme playing Jean-Claude Van Damme who goes undercover as Jean-Claude Van Johnson, a secret agent, <laughs> and is like a real secret agent. So while he's filming movies, the movies are covers for his actual, uh, whatever his that objective is. That sounds like that Nick Cage movie that came out recently, yeah. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, where Nick Cage plays Nick Cage. Yeah. And similar thing, he's like working for like the CIA or something. Yeah, it yeah. may be. I mean, this I think predates it though, but yeah. it's actually really good. If you like 1980s action films, it's very good. They even j- joke on him. They even make fun of him about how, uh, like, one of the directors is like, you know, Jean-Claude, the 1980s where you wait and the single person comes at you and you fight them. It's just not realistic. <laughs> and then in the movie, there's a part where he's supposed to be in a real fight and there's this gang and they're like, no, we're not going to go all at once. We might run into each other. You go one at a time. Oh, <laughs> uh, Willy's Wonderland. Uh, if you haven't seen that, uh, you, you might like it. It's not too bad of a horror movie. It's, uh-huh. it's Nick Cage. His car breaks down and he doesn't have uh, any cash. And the guy's like... Well, I'll fix your car if you'll go clean up this showbiz pizza place, basically. It's called Willie's Wonderland. It's basically Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, basically, but they are they are possessed by demons, and they keep attacking him, and he just kills them, plays pinball, drinks soda, doesn't have one line. Never <laughs> says time. one word the whole movie. <laughs> it's a good movie, and that's I haven't seen it yet. Don't you know? Don't fire me, Spirit, but the Spirit Halloween movie, uh-huh. it's apparently the same concept where all the animatronics come alive. These kids sneak into the store to stay all uh, overnight. And all the animatronics come I've actually out. heard it's supposed to be pretty good. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I got to watch it because I'm like, oh, I, I did that. Is it out yet? <laughs> yeah, it's out. It's okay. on, I think you can rent it. Well, it's called Van Johnson's on Amazon. Okay. If anybody wants to watch that. Okay. I've enjoyed it. I've watched uh, the first five, six episodes of it. It's so, it, it's so random. He's in a movie called Huck in one of the scenes, and uh, there's got this black guy playing N-Word Jim. Oh, gosh. And then there's a whole thing about how that's inappropriate 
So they fire N-Word Jim, and they hire this Asian guy to play N-Word Jim. <laughs> it's so <laughs> random. <laughs> anyway, you got to watch it. It's did over you, the top. Ted Lasso? Did you, did you guys watch Ted Lasso? Nah. Okay, well, I was just going to say Spirit Halloween way overthought how many people were going to buy that costume this Halloween because we've got like a million of them and had it so What's once. the best-selling costume? This year, uh, probably Ghostface. Man, we ran out of Ghostface and Michael Myers. That's really Scream, quick. right? Yeah, yeah Scream. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'd say Ghostface and, and, and um, uh, Michael Myers as far as the scary stuff. Of course, you have the whole bunny, fox, sexy cow, deer, <laughs> the furries. turtle. No, like the little ears. The girls get the, the, yeah. the ears and the hat and the tail and the yeah. and the tights. That's a very popular section. Um, but yeah, we have a huge pirate section. And but yeah, I would say for the kids, it's that, either that or like a lot of Elsa, a lot of Frozen. Hey, you have Elsa from Frozen, but yeah, for the for the scary people, it's been Michael and Ghostface. Who's the number one superhero costume? Uh, well, Spirit still thinks it's Harley Quinn, but that section's still full. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, this year they just did like Batman, Superman, Joker, WandaVision, Black Panther, and I, I think they missed the boat. I think they should have had some other, yeah, uh, some other more recent stuff out there. Which, you know, a lot of people are saying that the Marvel, the Doctor Strange movie, Multiverse of Madness, was like the first uh, superhero horror movie. Yeah, and it was some pretty creepy yeah, elements it was in there. It was basically Sam Raimi's Evil Dead. Yeah, it was superheroes. Parts of it, yeah, yeah. superheroes. Yeah. Like when. Uh, uh, the third act especially is Evil Dead. <laughs> when, when Scarlet Witch is coming down the tunnel with the limp and the blood, yeah, it's pretty creepy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Raymond Stovall said that I should watch John Carpenter's Vampires, which I think I may have seen that. I, I agree. So I watched that for the first time with Raymond over at his house, and it was one of the best, uh, I don't even know if I want to call it a horror film, but uh, definitely one of the best <laughs> movies I've seen in a long time. Near Dark. If you, if you guys haven't seen Near Dark, and somebody out there has seen it, but it's got Bill Paxton, Lance Hendricks, and um, I can't think of her real name, but it's Vasquez from Aliens. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah, it's a really good vampire movie. Bill Paxton is incredible in it. He also said House from the 80s is good, and yep. Demon Knight is my go-to. Demon Knight's good. House was um, William, the greatest American hero. Greatest American he hero. He starred in that. William Cat. When you said that, it made me think of American Ninja. There was a series of that. And, I, <laughs> and, his, and his neighbor is George Went from Cheers. Norm from Cheers. Huh. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a good movie. Well, speaking of Norm from Cheers, I have to go visit him here shortly at the trivia at the cellar tonight. If you're around, 6.30 every Tuesday at the cellar here in Covington, we have live trivia, Trivia Tuesdays. There's a tournament going on, but you don't have to participate in the tournament. You win free swag, prizes, and gift certificates during the evening and uh, bring your friends and family and enjoy an evening of some trivia. That's every Tuesday. Tonight's trivia is science fiction, so you can come and join us there. Well, is there anything else, uh, Bronson, for the good of the order you want people to know? No, to get just, you where I, to go? I think I gave them some good recommendations for some movies to I watch. Think so too. I'd like to hear some from them. Sure. I'm sure there's something out there. I mean, I just saw Blood Lake for the first time recently. And I don't know how I missed that gem nice. made on a home video camera. I can't believe you hadn't seen that one I was talking about on Netflix. I got to get you the name because you would love I think you would really enjoy it. Uh, you I, know, I'll, I'll make sure afterwards that we figure out which one it I'm is. I'm telling you, I, 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 that Tubi's got me hooked with that 80s junk. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. it's not junk to me, but that. Well, this is this is a newer this is a new Netflix show, yeah. but it's uh it's it's definitely I think it's a pretty good horror movie horror yeah. series. All right. So, well, everybody that watched, we appreciate it. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe to our content. We're on all social media platforms, podcast platforms, TikTok, Instagram, you name it, we got it. 
We were just talking about on TikTok, we now have two platforms. We've got one, the Kicking Lawyer, that's got legal stuff, and then we got the other one that's got Law Talk Clips, and I think it's Law Talk Podcast. Is that right, Josh? That's right. Yeah, yeah so Law Talk Podcast, please give us a follow if you're on TikTok. Uh, I want to remind you to, to go download Wonder Girl for free. It's from N.A. The Band. That's Noah in Austin. And uh, it's a great, it's free. Can't beat that. And leave us some feedback on what you think. Their full album will be released very soon. I also want to thank Michelle Allen. She's a longtime sponsor of the show. She's your go-to Cry Like Realtor in the area. If you're buying, selling, renting, leasing real estate, she'd be glad to talk with you. She's genuinely a good person, too, if you just need some direction on what to do in the area. And then, of course, Mason's High Octane Martial Arts. Been teaching champions and black belts since 1993. We'd be glad to uh, bring your uh, little ninja some uh, discipline and self-control, etc. And then the seller I just mentioned, I'll be there here shortly. Every Tuesday we have live trivia. Wednesdays is uh, karaoke night. Thursdays is lady night. Fridays live music. There's something every night. It's open seven days a week at 4 p.m. Good music, good food. And uh, good drinks. And then, of course, Masonite Digital Marketing. Josh would be glad to help you with your online presence, uh, whether it be social media, website design, marketing in general. Josh will help you go to masonitemarketing.com. And I want to thank Bronson for joining us today. Had a lot of fun with him talking about Halloween-oriented horror films. Mm -hmm, Thank you. And uh, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. I have no idea who I'm talking to. It'll be uh, Heaston. Oh, cool. It'll be a lot of fun talking to him. So anyway, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Keep kicking. Thanks for watching, guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.